Good day, everyone, and welcome to Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast, episode 16. I am your host, Pete Castanis, and this program is brought to you by Reggie Candy Bar. And here is a commercial from 1978. Reggie Jackson. An outstanding World Series. Three home runs in one game. Now that was a day I'll never forget. And it helped me to get my own candy hit. Reggie, with a rich caramel center, lots of fresh roasted peanuts, and a super chocolatey covering. Reggie, the candy they named after me. Mmm. Reggie, you taste pretty good. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay, thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed that commercial. I will talk about the Reggie Candy Bar in a couple minutes. First, I want to talk about uh, what's happening to me this week. I went to my urologist uh, a couple days ago uh, for my uh, three-month checkup. uh, I had prostate cancer in uh, December of 2019, and I've had the surgery and the radiation. So I visited him uh, a couple days ago, like I said before, and uh, he told me that my PSA level elevated just a bit. He was very concerned and worried, so he's going to uh, prescribe me some medicine that's hormone therapy. Uh, I had a choice between an injection and uh, pills, so... He suggested I would take them orally, and uh, they've been approved by the FDA about a couple of years ago, maybe last year. And he's and he told me they were eighty five percent effective, so they should work. That should go down. So I should be receiving them in the mail shortly, and start taking them. And then uh, the next appointment I will see him will be June uh, at the end of June. So we'll see then. Hopefully, it'll work. You know, uh, get my fingers crossed and I pray everything will be fine. Okay. Today I would talk about a few things. Uh, As I said previously, I played the Reggie Candy Bar commercial. And that was for Reggie Jackson. And I'll talk a little bit about him. Uh, Well, actually, I'll talk about the candy bar because he's had a long uh, biography and the candy bar was introduced in 1976, and uh, Richie Jackson played for the New York Yankees at the time. And uh, someone went up to him and said, uh, we're going to, you know, uh, market a candy bar after your name. And he said, fine. And I re- remember the candy bar very well, and it was a circular bar with peanuts dipped in caramel, covered in chocolate. What? What can go wrong with that? It was so it was so delicious. I've had it a couple times when I was a kid. Used to buy them at the Edwards uh, drugstore near my old house and uh, Crestline Pharmacy right on the southwest side. And uh, 
didn't last very long and uh his career ended in 1981 and i think the and i believe the candy bar ended as well so fans still clamor for it you know and candy uh, people who love candy bars uh, wish it would come back but the i have a feeling there's some out there that is similar to that so uh that's for reggie jackson to introduce us a candy bar I can't think of any other uh, celebrity offhand who has done that, you know, that endorsed it or, you know, named after. But there's so many, so I won't go into that. Okay. Now, I will talk about something else. Uh, I will talk about a, a post that I posted a couple of days ago, and it was the Elfish Furniture Store. Now... That store uh, is, was very famous in the Chicagoland area. I'll read a little biography of it. A biography of it excuse me. And, the, and uh, the man who opened the store, his name was David Fish. And he opened uh, his first, first furniture store in 1858. Oh, that's a long time. So, and it was on State Street. Don't know where exactly. And uh, he wanted to name the company after his wife. But he changed his mind, and so he just uh, he just uh, put her first initial. So it's L. Dot Fish. So that's uh, that's very nice. Uh, anyway, his first wife's name was Lada. You know, very unusual name. So you would buy uh, some furniture in a, uh, at the Lada first Fish Furniture Store. Sounds kind of funny. <laughs> And uh, it has been around for a long, long time. Uh, it uh, opened uh, a lot of stores. I remember, I remember a few locations. One was uh, downtown. Uh, maybe it was on State Street for, but I remember it was on Wabash, a block away. You know, a block away. And I remember it was in the Inglewood neighborhood. <coughs> excuse me, at 63rd and Halstead. And uh, I posted a picture the post I was talking about earlier and that store was located in Elmwood park on grand Avenue, West of Harlem. And, uh, the last store I remember located was in Oakland at 95th South of 95th street and Cicero Avenue at the green Oaks shopping center. I remember that very well. And, uh, people remember buying furniture there. Most of it was pretty, pretty good. Quality was wonderful. A couple people, claim it was cheap but you know that's their opinion but uh there were some commercials airing i remember that and uh it, it was in business for a long time and i don't remember who bought the company i think it was helig myers i believe um you know someone could correct me on that and uh there is still one store left, but it's not in Chicago. It is in Indianapolis, and it's run by David Fish's great-great-grandson. So if you're in the Indianapolis neighborhood uh, area or you're visiting there, you can stop by and take a look at it. Uh, I don't have the address, so maybe he's there, and you can walk in and ask him about his uh, ancestors or the, the history of the company which would be very interesting. Okay. Uh, so uh, another thing I will talk about is I found out last night uh, that uh, actor John, Johnny Crawford passed away. He was well known for playing Mark McCain in the 
uh, TV Western, The Rifleman, which I used to watch the show all the time, uh, the reruns, that is. And it was shown on Channel 32 for many years uh, during the 70s. And uh, later on, I think it went into Channel 50. I don't remember being on Channel 9. I don't think it was on WGN. I don't think it aired there at all. And he was a very talented young man. And uh, he started out as a musketeer. And uh, I don't know how long he was there. Probably for a little while. Probably in the beginning of the show. I could look up his biography real quick. Yeah, he, he was one. But, uh, yeah, he was only there for the first year. And uh, there were about 24 musketeers. But they cut it down to 12. And... Uh, Later on, he just uh, started on the Rifleman, and uh, he had a bro- he had a brother. He was an actor too, and he started in the TV Western Laramie. I don't know if people remember that. Uh, I I have the show on DVD, and it's a pretty good show. He uh, started in the probably the third fourth season, and his name was Robert Crawford Jr. And I believe he's still alive, and he continues to act. I believe uh, for Johnny Crawford. He, was, he acted in a lot of TV shows after Rifleman. Uh, his chemistry with Chuck Connors in the, in the show was magic. It was wonderful. You would, he acted like a real father and son. And uh, there wasn't much violence, maybe not every episode, but uh, sometimes uh, his character would do something uh, that his father didn't approve. And, uh, you know, because he was hasty. <laughs> Or, you know, didn't think. But uh, Chuck Connors' uh, character, he was very, he was a wonderful father figure. Always uh, gave great advice. And let's see, the the show, let me see about the show, how long it lasted. Uh, it ran, it started from 1958, and ended in 1963. So it ran for about five years. Uh and then after Rifleman ended, uh, he uh, Johnny Crawford started in a lot of shows. And then, um, then in the nineties, he started a orchestra, and he was and he performed in the orchestra, and they played uh, big band music, which I love that I love that music very much. You know, from the probably the thirties and forties, and he did that for quite a while, and. Uh, then in 2019, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease, and that was very sad. And uh, and he passed away yesterday at the age of 75. So that that was very, that was very sad. And I posted a uh, a cover of Chicago Sun Times TV Preview Magazine, and uh, that was dated uh, let's see August 16th through the 22nd, 1959. And uh, luckily, I found that, and I posted it on my pages. And uh, a lot of people loved, commented. They loved the show. They remembered him. And uh, reruns of the Rifleman will live on forever. So he's a he's a more he's immortal on in TV land. So that's that's very nice. Okay, another thing I will talk next. I will talk about is. Uh, Chicago Cubs broadcasters on WGN. Now I posted a uh, a post of a book 
which featured uh, Jack Burkhouse and other uh, famous uh, TV announcers that that uh, spoke during the Cubs game. So let me pull that up. And uh, I found an edition from 1969. And I believe these were released every year. I don't know the whole story. And it was called Baseball Records with by Jack Burkhouse and the WGN Radio and Television Sports Staff. So that's real that's real cool and interesting. Uh I will talk a little bit about that. Uh a lot of some people know that I'm not much of a baseball fan. Uh it's a wonderful game. People love it. It's uh America's national pastime. I hope I got it right. <laughs> that's what so much I know about baseball. Um as growing up as a kid in Chicago, I remember seeing the baseball games on WGN. Uh, not much on Channel 32, and later on, they, uh, the White Sox went on to Channel 44. And uh, I, the the announcer I most recognized was Jack Burkhouse. He was there forever. You know, he started in the on television in the 40s, probably when uh, WGN first went on the air in 1948 in April. And uh, so he was there... Uh, from the 40s, 50s, all the way until 1981. Uh, I think he got, I think he retired. I think he did. <laughs> and uh, so I'll read off a few announcers that I remember. Not all of them, because there were so many. But I remember some well-known ones. And maybe it'll, uh, maybe you would remember. Uh, let's see. From I'll start from the 50s. Uh, well, no. Yeah, I will do that. Uh, there was, uh, from the 50s, it was Bert Wilson. Uh, there was uh, Harry Creighton. There was Vince Lloyd. He would say, holy mackerel. Well, I think I heard that one time. Uh, there was uh, baseball, uh, there was someone else named Jack Quinlan, Lou Bordeaux, Kiss a Goodbye, he says. Uh, Milo Hamilton, who would say, holy Toledo. And there was Lloyd Pettit, and he was there from the 60s. Most of the 60s he was on. He was, uh, I liked him. He was very nice. He was very, he looked like a very nice man. Uh, you see him on the news on WGN, and there was also Jim West during the 70s. Uh, I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> and of course, uh, in the 80s, we had Harry Carey, who was on the White, uh, he was on the White Sox. During the seventies on uh, Channel Forty Four, he used to have it. Like I said before on, pre- on a previous podcast episode, he uh, advertised Falstaff beer, which was funny. And uh, you know, he, who, who? What can you say about Harry Carey? There's a lot of a lot of descriptions about him. I won't go into that. Uh, so others were was Steve Stone. He was there in the eighties. Let's see who else. Uh, Ron Santo did some broadcasting. Tom Brennan, Brennan in the 90s. There was Pat Hughes. He's still there. I think he's still there. And there was uh, Harry Carey's son, Chip Carey. And he said, swung on and belted, fisted. I don't know what that meant. And uh, Oh, and Pat Hughes uh, said, this ball's got a chance. Gone. Get out the tape measure. Long gone. I don't know what that was about, but uh, that's what he said. I'm sure baseball fans would know that. And uh, let's see. During the 2000s, uh, there weren't a lot of them. Uh, the one we know mo- mostly is Len Casper. 
So yeah, he was on WGN for quite a while, a long time. Uh, and the uh, and they were like uh, baseball players did uh, substitute uh, the announcers when either they were sick or they were out of town uh, or they passed away suddenly. Some were Mark Grace, Ryan Dempster, uh, a lot, of, a lot of baseball players. Uh, it was very and Ryan Sandberg, of course. <gasps> So, uh, my memories of uh, watching, I didn't really watch the baseball games, like I said, but uh, usually when a, when a baseball uh, game ends, they would go into the 10th inning. And uh, Jack Perkhouse or any baseball announcer will have a guest, a special guest, and they will discuss the game. And that would last about eh, 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, they would run a commercial in between. And then uh, if the Cubs broadcast a game, Dirt, uh, like say at one o'clock in the afternoon, it would end about four o'clock, four thirty. They would air the tenth inning show, and then they would uh, resume whatever scheduled programming was there. Like for example, Gilligan's Island, the Flintstones, any pro, uh, any rerun that was on. Mostly, I remember those two, and it would be like in mid, you know, right in the middle of the episode, and then uh, of course they broadcast at night. And uh, they did that sometimes late at night or usually at, se- at seven o'clock or they would have a double header. They would do that. Um, WGN does not air baseball anymore, which uh, in my opinion, that's very sad, you know, because uh, it's a legacy. It's an institution, you know. I don't know if I'll come back. We'll see. I doubt it. I, I hope so. But it's uh, a real blow to... Uh, a baseball fan, especially Chicago Cubs, you know. So, but you can still listen. Uh, you can still listen to them on the radio, and they're on the Marquee Sports Network now, or any cable or any cable channel like TBS or TNT. You would find them. So, um, that'll be it for today. Uh, and uh, I want to mention one more thing. Uh, this week is Holy Week. Today is Good uh, Good Friday. Uh, usually I w- I'll go to church at night, but with the pandemic, uh, you need a reservation to go. And But I'll be staying home. I still have bathroom issues with my condition, but they're getting much better. So I can't take a chance on that. So for Good Friday and Holy Saturday, which we has the resurrection service, which starts at uh, 1130. It's at midnight. I will be staying home. I won't be going. Uh, hopefully I'll watch it on TV. They usually stream it. And then uh, Sunday's Easter Sunday, and I will have uh, I'll have a wonderful dinner, and uh, it'll be a beautiful. And I heard the weather will be gorgeous, so it'll be a lovely Easter. And that's all for now. This is Pete Castanis. Uh, this is uh, Magic Congo Land Stories, the podcast, episode sixteen. Uh, to my Greek friends, I would like to wish you Kalianastasi and Kalopasha. That means good resurrection. Uh, Happy Resurrection, or yeah, Happy Resurrection, or uh, Happy Easter. You know, um, my Greek is gets rusty when I get older. I apologize for that. So I'm signing off right now, and hope to hear from you soon. And uh, here is Ray Rayner saying bye bye for now, and take care and goodbye for now. Thank you. We have to go. Bye bye bye.